You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians and we talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. This past week, I announced that Fox and Hops is one of the official sponsors of this year's Devastation on the Nation, featuring Rotting Christ, Borknagar, Wolfheart, Abigail Williams, and Imperial Triumphant. This is a tour that you do not want to miss. It is an incredible lineup, and I'm so proud to be one of the official sponsors of it. Full tour dates will be announced this coming Tuesday on December 3rd. You got to keep your eyes open for that. Check out the social media pages of Devastation on the Nation and on the Vox and Hops podcast, and you will see if Devastation on the Nation is making it to your town this year, which I hope it will. I hope it's going everywhere. It's an awesome lineup, and everybody deserves to see it. Up until December 4th, I have a Black Friday sale going on on the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page. I have uh, dropped the prices of the 9-ounce Vox and Hops branded glassware and the cuff-knit Vox and Hops beanie. These reduced-priced items will be available. Available up until December 4th, and then they're going back to where they were before. These are excellent options for your craft beer loving metalhead friends for the holidays. Grab yours today at the Vox and Ops Big Cartel page. The link is available in the description of this podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm with Ben Dewar, the vocalist of Shadow of Intent. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 89. <laughs> I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Ben Dewar. Hey, what's up? And we are at Le Saint-Boc Brasserie Artisanale on Saint-Denis Street in Montreal. I'm so excited you're here. You're here with Despised Daikon at Club Soda with Suffocation, Ingested, and... Yep, Kublai Khan. That's right. How has this tour been? How are you feeling? The tour's been great. Uh, this is my third tour ever. So I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, you know, I grew up listening to Despise and Suffocation, so I'm stoked to be on a bill with them. The shows for us have been great. Uh, people are digging the new songs. It's been fun. I have to say your new album is probably going to be in a lot of album of the year lists. How does that feel? Uh, weird. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'm glad that people enjoy it, but it's weird considering this band started as a non-serious thing it was just for fun let's go with that story let's uh how did the whole band come together you mentioned that you're on no label 
Let's go through the whole story of Shadow of Intent, please. Okay, so in 2012, I believe, Chris and I played a local show together in two different bands, and we decided to meet up and make some death metal together. And about a year later, he had these five songs, and we met up to record them, and they were about the Halo video game series because they sounded like Halo songs almost. So we were like, screw it, it's just for fun. Why not? We can make something weird out of it, something new. Kids ended up liking it, so we made another album and so on and you know eventually got to the point where we were like maybe we should play live shows because people really want to hear this stuff and we changed up our lyrical theme to get a little more serious and now we're where we are I just think it's so interesting having listened to the album I really like it you have uh, so many vocal styles and vocal layers I love the clean vocals when I listened to the album for the first time and I was like oh shit <laughs> there's, there's, there's clean vocals on this too yep that would be Chris the guitar player Okay, so how did, how did that come about, and you guys decide to, to incorporate those? Uh, on our first album, we had this one song called The Twin Revelation, uh, and it was almost written as like a homage track to Septic Flesh, and awesome. he, he tried doing the singing for that song, and he just kind of felt like we can kind of expand on that and make it kind of our own thing instead of like a homage track. Uh, it's catchy. It's, it's like really, really interesting. It's uh, There's like a lot of different vibes going on in each song and from song to song. I think it's very interesting. What would be like the overall influences that led to this album? Oh, there's so many, honestly. Um, one of the reasons that the songs may feel like that is that Chris didn't want to write all the songs in the same key for this album. There's, okay, there's cool. different key changes. And uh, uh, I... I mean, I guess you could call our band Deathcore, but all of my influences come from outside of Deathcore. Uh, I'm much more like a death metal, black metal kind of guy myself. So it's just kind of where I am. And I think that our styles all mixed together just make like a weird concoction of metal that I don't know. <laughs> that everyone's just lapping up. Mm. Yeah, Let's go to your youth. You're growing up. What would have been the soundtrack to your youth? What was playing in your house growing up? What music was like? Definitely lots of... Cannibal Corpse, lots of bloodbath, lots of cattle decapitation, lots of cryptopsy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, really just uh, death metal, man. Lots of death metal. How about before that, though, when, with, with your parents? Before that? Uh, I was... I was always raised with metal, not death metal, but... Really? Yeah, my parents were very into, like, Iron Maiden, Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica, uh, Slipknot, and Korn, even. Uh, I think I've been hearing Korn since the first day I was alive. It's my mom's favorite band. That's, so. that's fucking awesome. You are the first person <laughs> on Fox cool. and Hops to come from that generation where their parents were metalheads, too. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Honored. Yeah. yeah, they raised me with it, and uh, around, like, third grade, I think, I found Meshuggah. And Lamb of God. And from there on, I just kind of expanded into metal. When did you discover that you could scream? When did, when did the voice come, come when about? When I was 14, I tried for the first time to Slipknot. Yep. Do you remember the song? Disaster Piece. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and how did that go? Uh... I honestly don't remember. My friends told me I wasn't very good. And so <laughs> I took like two months of isolating myself and I learned a whole bunch of songs and they were like, oh, you know, you're not doing too bad now. So I just kind of stuck with it from there on. I guess you can join our band. <laughs> Fox and Hops is all about hanging out with fellow metal musicians and drinking craft beers. Uh, we are at Le Saint-Buck, Brasserie Artisanale, and we ordered the... Malediction. Yes, which is a milk stout that clocks in at 5%. Let's see what this sucker's got. It, it smells a little malty. <laughs> Slugging it down for me might not be an option. I'm the lightest of lightweights. 
It's creamy. <laughs> it's really creamy. It's delicious. It's um, malty, dark, creamy from it the lactose. It is definitely one of the better beers that I've had. That makes me happy. Are you a craft beer enthusiast? I'm actually not really a beer enthusiast. I don't drink very often. Um, but when I do, I would go for something like this usually, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Do you remember your first experience with alcohol? Yep. Uh, I actually had a phobia of alcohol growing up. Why would that be? Uh, parental reasons. Okay, say. got so, it. So, um, yeah, it was weird for me. I just didn't I didn't really get around to it. I would stay away from it. But my girlfriend uh, a few years ago back, she was like, you should just like let loose, like have a couple of Mike's Hard Lemonades. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Had some Mike's Hard Lemonades, got wasted, jammed some fucking death metal, and we got some. We ended up getting free tickets to Slipknot that day. We were like, why not? Let's go. It's like a movie. So, yeah. That could be like a, like a new Detroit Rock City. Yep. <laughs> How do you approach developing your, your vocal styles? You, you went from doing covers, learning a bunch of songs, impressing your friends, to joining a band and screaming. How did you expand your vocal range? I feel like you have so many voices. So basically, when I'm, when I'm tracking, I just hear... Like, it might be this voice, might be this voice, like, in my head. You know it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just, like, have a feeling, even if I don't have lyrics yet, like, I know what kind of vocal I want to put there. Um, And I've just, like, tried so hard to expand the range to where I can do that, uh, to where, like, I can kind of comfortably do it now. So I'm having a lot more fun writing songs, and I love implementing all the different stuff. Initially, it'd be like, I want to do this voice, and then you'd open your mouth, but the voice wouldn't come out. Yeah, essentially, for years, uh, I couldn't do all the things I want to do, even what, what, what would have been some of those early hurdles? I really wanted to have like lower lows uh, earlier on. Uh, I didn't really have the lowest of lows back in the day, and I would try to like cover bands that had a little more low end to them. And eventually, like years later, I hadn't noticed there was any change. But after recording like different albums, I started to notice that my voice was getting deeper with every release. So just working it and doing it more often, that it just gradually got lower. Yeah, I believe. You, so. Or did you change your technique? There's a little bit of a technique change. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. It's definitely not the same thing that I was doing like on our first album, I don't think. How much uh, tongue is your work is involved? <laughs> I don't a think bit, a, lo- yeah. a lot of people don't know that. They think that we just open our mouth and just scream. Nah, man. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, I would say like there's almost a different tongue placement for literally everything that I do. For every scream, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. How many? Let's, let's take everyone through. You've got your extreme gutturals. Yeah, I have, I have like six different types of gutturals that I can do. I, just, I don't do them all the time. I could do them, but I feel like some of them wouldn't sound right over specific parts of music, so I just don't do it. Um, and, you know, I have I have some mid stuff that I'm trying to do now. Um, my highs, I wish I could do, like, those crazy, like, tea kettle level ones, but or even, like, that shit that Travis from Cattle does, but, like, I could never do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Who would be some of your, your Scream influencers? Uh, George Corpskiner, um, Mikhail Akerfelt. Opeth, Bloodbath. Um, he was so good in that. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Travis is another one. I, I grew up listening. Um, was pretty heavily inspired by them. Um, Nurgle from Behemoth and Randy Blythe, I would say. It's a nice uh, medley of voices, that. Yeah. 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 Very interesting, yeah. Who do you think is the best extreme vocalist the active best, right now? The best? Uh... I'm going to have to go with Travis probably. Yeah, he's just, I don't know, man. Something about that guy's deliveries. Just like very, very evil. 
I like how he rolls his R's and stuff. Yeah, it's I sick. Think it's very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Travis. Fox yep. and Ops alumni. I love him dearly. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely not the first person to say that mm. on the podcast. Yeah, man, I'm really into his vocals and uh, that dude from Surreptions, fucking crazy too. Frederick. I love you, yeah. Frederick. It's been a long time I haven't seen you. Big fan yeah. of his voice. Yeah. Absolutely. At what point do you think uh, bands are going to start hitting you up to do guest vocal spots? Is that uh, something you've done? It's, or it's happening right now. I can't say who it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but they're a band that I've been a fan of for a really, really long time. Cool. Longer than most bands. How do so you feel about that? I couldn't be more stoked to be part of it. Um, the track that I'm on is super brutal. I've never done anything like it before, so it's just I'm super honored to be on it. What What do you enjoy better? Do you rather the stage or the studio? Uh, I have my days where I prefer either or. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I prefer how I sound, uh, like on stage though. I have a little bit more like. Uh, not versatility, but uh, it's like easier to just go through everything when I'm in the when I'm in that zone, you know. How do you go about when you're in studio? Do you do all your similar voices at the same time, or do you just go one takes and just get it done? Um, depends what kind of day I'm having. There's been some days where I've where I've done like three songs in one day. Um, but on this album, I took like eight hours a song. I would say in the studio, I took wow. a long time. Not just because I couldn't get good takes, but I was like, no, it's not good enough. Like, I, I can do better. And uh, it came out exactly the way I wanted it to. So It's fucking awesome. So <laughs> I'm stoked. If you could do any, aside from this tour, because this tour is pretty fucking awesome, mm-hmm. what would be a dream tour for Shadow of Intent? Oh, touring with Behemoth, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm super uh, about Behemoth. Um, I, I saw them live back in November, and it's just like, I don't understand how a band could be this theatrical yet tight and heavy all at the same time. What I think is very interesting about Behemoth is that they're an extreme band that has risen up to a huge level while still being extreme. Yeah, I I really can't think off the top of my head any death metal or black metal bands from Europe that are doing arena tours in the United States. So... (laughs) Nurgle's doing something right. Yeah. (laughs) Kudos to him, man. (laughs) How do you stay healthy on the road? How do you keep your pipes ready for the for the shows? Probably the least healthy person in the band. Really? <laughs> I eat Chipotle like any any chance I can get. <laughs> Gas station food. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty irresponsible when it comes to that. <laughs> I told myself I was only going to eat salads this whole tour. I haven't had a single salad since I left. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. beer is almost a salad. There's some yeah. grains in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's some hops in it. Yeah. There, there, there's some water in it. There's water and lettuce. Some nutrients. <laughs> Talk me through your ten minutes before stepping onto stage. What are you doing? It's pretty gross, but like I, I clear a lot of mucus from my sinuses. I have a neti pot that I use with saline solution, uh, and I'm just hacking it all up because, like, I have I don't really know how to explain it, but right here above my Adam's apple, sometimes when I do the higher stuff, I tend to like choke on okay. spit. Sometimes it's gross, but. If I just get it all out of there before I go up, uh, which is like my only focus, then I do that. And then, you know, I just do a quick meditation, just calm down, get the heart rate under control, and then I hop up and do my thing. There's nothing better than that nervous little feeling right as the intro's starting. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh, shit. Here, I'm either going to screw everything up or it's going to be fun. (laughs) No, because, you know, being on tour is really fun and being in new cities is really fun. But the reason that you're there Mm -hmm. is for that 30 minutes that... Absolutely. That you're on stage. It's That's what makes it all worthwhile, mm-hmm. being away from the friends at home, the families. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never know what to really expect, and it can either 
I guess, make or break my performance that night. I don't know if it's the same way for other musicians. I, I will always put my 100% into it no matter what. But I always feel like if people you know aren't having fun at the show that I've failed them. The crowd. So, yes. It's hard, and you guys are opening this up too, so Yeah, I mean there's been some nights where people like, you know, they cheer in between songs, but they aren't really like doing much during the song, which is whatever. I'm there to perform and they're watching the performance. You got you gotta give it no matter what. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I just only hope that they enjoy it. And there is that little nervousness of like, oh man, maybe they didn't enjoy it, but you know, it's it's whatever. There's nothing you can do about I it. I failed them. <laughs> yeah, I failed. <laughs> We're going home, boys. Yeah. I'm a little critical of myself, I would say. I think that's why you're so good. Yeah, you know, most most talented musicians don't accept anything but the best. I'm definitely my worst critic. I I could play probably if I were the best vocalist on the planet, let's say I was for one second, and I played the absolute most flawless set that anyone has ever done in their whole life, I would be like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I missed that one breath there. Yeah, exactly. I, sh- I, sh- I should have, you know, I shouldn't have breathed there. Yeah, that's I exactly I could have gone through that me. sentence without that breath. That's exactly me. And, you know, I wish it weren't that case, but I get in my head about this stuff. Where do you think you're going to take your vocals next? Where are you going to push them? You pushed them pretty far already. Do you think you can push them even further? I don't know. As like in terms of extremity, I'm not sure. But I am trying to do things that I haven't done before, um, especially with Shadow. Uh, like we're we're expanding so much more into like the melodic uh, kind of sound that like I almost don't know what I could do, but I want to try to kind of fit into that mood, that epic mood, rather than always being so brutal all the time. You Can you I mean? sing clean? No. No? God, no. You were never a kid that sang clean? I tried, but I just can't do it. You never did your Jonathan Davis as a young kid? I've tried, <laughs> yeah. but it's just so bad. <laughs> yep, I have tried. I used to try to sing Limp Biscuit and stuff when I was a little kid. Rearranged? Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a failure. I think I just stuck with screaming. <laughs> being away from home sucks. What is the thing that you miss the most being gone? My dogs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I have two dogs. One's one year old and one's five. And they go absolutely nuts every time I come home. And that's like the one thing I look forward to about uh, going back home. Do you think touring is made for you? Saying this is your third tour. I see that you guys are going to get really popular. I see it happening. Uh, you're going to be gone a lot. Mm. Are you prepared for what's going to happen? Do you enjoy <laughs> living in a van? I do. But at the same time, also a major homebody. Uh, touring it can be tough for me, like depending on what the circumstances are. Like I have a lot of social anxiety, like I said. So some days I'm just like shot and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I really wish I was like laying in my bed right now. Not to anyone's fault or anything. How, how, just, how do you handle that when, when you get like an attack, let's say? Um, honestly, I just smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, it's legal down. up here in Canada, so it's yep. all good. Yeah. Yep. I just smoke a little bit and calm down and, uh, it helps me refocus on, you know, what's going on around me and you know why i'm here instead of like the stress that you know i'm focusing on in my head uh like i've mentioned i'm a bit of a head case i think you step out you step off stage and people want to talk to you and you're in the moment Mm. just go smoke a bowl yeah i definitely have to do that first (laughs) as soon as you step off stage you go smoke a yeah not as soon as but that's like the one thing on my mind is like yeah i need to do that do you not smoke leading up to a performance or uh sometimes i would like i'll have like a puff i won't i won't have like a whole joint or a bull pack or anything do you feel that it affects your vocals yeah absolutely uh, at what I, point, what voices would you lose? Or Gutturals. I, just can't. completely out the window. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. yeah, I get real dry. My lows, 
Uh, they don't sound as thick. They sound kind of like strained, hollow almost. So I just try not to smoke before we play. How important is it on stage uh, being able to hear yourself? Very crucial. Are, do, are you in the in-ear system yet? Nope. Or are you still relying on monitors and house guys? Still relying on monitors. There have been a few shows this tour where I couldn't hear anything at all the whole set. There's just, nothing more frustrating than that. Yeah, I just you know went with it. People said they liked it, so I was like, thank God, because I couldn't hear anything I was doing. So... <laughs> We are live at Le Saint Buck, Barasuri Artisanal, and uh, there's an ambulance. It happens. <laughs> there's been an ambulance almost every night on this tour. <laughs> oh, because of violence in the pits? Yeah, man. There's been uh, a lot of fights for Despised Icon. Holy crap, yeah. really? There have been nights where they've been like, yo, settle that shit outside. and Like they fight all because... Uh, yeah. It's because it's like a mixture. Despised is always a mix. Yeah. There's the hardcore. You got the hardcore and the metal kids. And there's the metal kids. And the metal kids don't like the fist throwing. And I can, you know, stand by that. I wouldn't want to get hit in the face. Yeah, for sure. Standing watching a metal show. Mm-hmm. So I can see where it's coming from. So, but people have been leaving in ambulances because yeah. of fights. There was a guy last night. Ambulance pulled right up. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy. There was another guy uh, in Salt Lake who got knocked clean out, like just unconscious for like over a few minutes. Wow. He was just out cold. I stopped shows for stuff like that. Yeah, I think they did too. Yeah. I was like, get this guy out of here. Help, please. I'd rather rather just skip the song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing worse. And then they start the song again. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen bands do that. And I'm always like, man, I wish they just 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 skip it. Sorry, we're going to not play the end of Two Pound Torch right now. We're we're, we're, we're moving on. (laughs) Yep. Thankfully, we haven't done that yet. But yeah. Nothing worse than people getting hurt when they come to see you play. Yeah, Yeah. We haven't had anyone get seriously injured. I don't actually. I lied. The first show, someone got a broken rib during one of our songs. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know it happened until of afterwards. Course, yeah. But yeah, I felt pretty bad about that. There was 400 kids in a 300 cap room. So, yeah. And the promoter's begging for, for <laughs> some sewage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who do you think is a band that uh, people are sleeping on now? A band that people should be listening to? Surruption. And, uh, you know, that band Cytotoxin? Of course. Yes, my boys. That band, too, deserves a lot more credit. Shout out to Jason. Yep. Jason's sick. (laughs) Grimo, the vegan machine. Yep. I had just talked to Jason for the first time pretty recently. Uh, Pretty nice dude. Absolutely. He's a Voxenops alumni. Yeah. He's he's sick, and he likes my band, so that's cool. That's awesome. It'd be great. (laughs) A Cytotoxin Shadow of Intent tour would be really sick, That would be very sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that band. I really wish that more people would jam them. I'm sure in Europe... They probably get the credit they deserve, maybe. They haven't been over but, here. Yeah, no. They, I'm waiting for it. It's it's very complicated for European bands to come over yeah, because yeah. of the visas and mm-hmm. all the garbage. Yeah. As you mentioned, Surreption, they had a few tours that they had to just not even be a yeah. part of because of visa issues. Brutal, yep. Uh, they're definitely uh, one band that I listen to a lot that I know uh, are pretty underappreciated. Surreption? So, yeah, I would put yeah. them at the number one for that. They're great. I, I I think that missing those tours didn't help. Yeah, for sure. On that last album, because that last time was really good. Yeah, yeah, I played it for like a month straight. <laughs> Something crazy. Like <laughs> there, every there time was, I listen, there, to there was a good guest vocal track. Oh yeah, on the last song there. Huh? <laughs> yep, I couldn't I couldn't turn that one off for a little bit. What would be like a tour horror story? You've only done three tours, but what is the worst day of one of those tours? I mean, it might be inappropriate. <laughs> That's perfect. Sure. Yeah, a little, little. All right, so screw it. Let's do it. My worst day of tour ever. 
uh, was on her tour with the Black Dollar Murder in Whitechapel, and I had had Moe's for the first time, the burrito place. Moe's. Yep. It's kind of like Chipotle, but yep. Yes. Um, so we went to Moe's, and we had parked our van like next to the Tennessee Titans Stadium, and around it, there's like nothing, and I started having like some pretty serious bathroom emergencies, and <laughs> there was no game on, and there was nowhere else to go, and I just was running around the, the Titans property, like just... You know, it's going to happen. Using the earth as the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a little weird, and uh, it was our day off. And, uh, yeah, just massive panic. Uh, really awkward for everyone involved. And At least it wasn't on a stage <laughs> day. Yeah, no. Almost had that happen once. Not fun. Uh, yeah, no, no, you don't want that to happen to you on stage. And the crowd doesn't want it either. No, absolutely not. Have you ever had to go through a show where you were sick and you've had to just power through it? Yep. Um, we played a show back in December in our hometown. Uh, I foolishly jumped off the stage to start a pit because no one was moving during this one part and it was a guest vocal. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to jump down and I got people moving in this one. I, I have a heart condition where like my, if my heart rate gets going, it's, uh, I can faint from it. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this guy unintentionally, it was just part of the pit. He elbowed me right in the chest and knocked the wind out of me right before I was about to jump back up and start doing vocals again. And I was struggling the rest of the song and in between songs I didn't catch my breath and we had to keep going and I was out of breath the whole time and it got to the point where I got lightheaded, my ears were ringing and I got dizzy and I started throwing up and shit like right, right after we stopped playing. Okay. I walked off five seconds later it started. It's crazy the what we do. <laughs> Everything yep. for the show. It's the second time it's happened to me too. I got sick during a show in Florida once too outside and we were playing in 105 degrees in the middle of the day. Dehydration. Yep. Drink lots of water. Stay alive in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Drink water, please. <laughs> to anyone who's listening, you play a show, drink water. I go through probably two bottles a set. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, lots of water. There's no magic cure for when you're sick though. <laughs> yeah. Aside from being quiet. Yeah. Yeah, lying just down, cough drops. Yeah, cough yeah, drops yeah, have been yeah. saving me through this tour. Um, yeah, there was a show we played where uh, I like just got sick, and you know I wish I had something for the throat. I could hardly do like most of the stuff. It was pretty brutal. Sold out show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Always well. that extra pressure, right? And then <laughs> yep, we're gonna make it work. Oh well, I mean we made it through. It was sick. I had fun. Even though I sounded like shit. <laughs> no. I had fun. <laughs> You're the only one that thinks that. So you still pit. I actually don't pit ever. That I tried pitting uh, a few times when I was younger, but I had an experience where I got clotheslined by this giant dude during Cannibal Corpse when I was like 15, <laughs> and I hit the back of my head off the floor. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's the last time I'm going in here. (laughs) (laughs) It looks great from where we're standing. Yeah. I've had enough head injuries to where that was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you want to shout out? My, I have another band called Hollow Prophet. Do you? Uh, I do, yep. And how did that come about? Is that before uh, or after Shadow? After. Okay. Uh, and why, why did you feel the need to start another band? It's uh, it's a little musically different. It's like in the same subgenre, I guess, but it's very opposite of Shadow. It's not melodic. It's very over-the-top, brutal, lots of gutturals, uh, lots of like squeals and shit. Um, so it allows me to write a little bit differently. I get that hate for the universe out I guess if you want to be you know cliche <laughs> yeah, yeah of course but so. it is it's a cliche deathcore project I would say um, but we have a new song dropping uh, it's called Disembodied Phenomena and it's about how 
The internet is evil and has turned people against one, one another into a series of violent crusades to uh, rectify, I guess, uh, PC culture in a way that has become militarized. It's true. The internet does suck. Yes. As much as I love the internet, there's a lot about the simplicity of life before it. Yeah, for that sure. I, miss. I barely remember it. That's I, what I was going to say. I was yeah. 13, I think, when Facebook came about. Uh, but I do remember it. And I do remember how people were much more about minding their own business back then than they are yeah, now. I'm very so. happy that I didn't go through high school with Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Very, very happy. Facebook high school was a little annoying. <laughs> it makes bullies just so much have yep. so much more power. Yep. I used to get wall posts like, hey, kill yourself, metal kid, and stuff like Jeez, that. Jeez. Yeah. Were you like the only metal kid? I was one of the only metal kids, yeah. yeah. I was like one of four. So, in like a class of... Or not a class, but I think the whole school had probably 1,200 kids in it. So. Holy shit. Okay. You mentioned that you're from outside Hartford. Uh, I live there now, yeah. I grew up in uh, Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, you know where that is? Yeah, yeah of course. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I grew up in Westerly, Rhode Island. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, thank you so much for coming, drinking some beer with me, yeah, talking no worries, about vocals man. in your life. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Ben. Brother. My honor. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Ben is such an excellent vocalist. I think I said it enough throughout our interview, but I I truly stand behind that. He has an extremely long future ahead of him. I am just so excited to see where he's going to take his talents. And if you don't know who Shadow of Intent is, if you haven't checked out that new record, which is going to be on many, many, many top 10 album of the year lists, you should do yourself a favor and check out Melancholy right now. Are you a metalhead? Do you brew craft beer? Are you a metal brewer? If you are, then I want to talk to you. Please hit me up at matt at voxandhops.com. That's M-A-T-T at V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And shoot me a message, please, because I want to talk to all the metal brewers from across the globe. I'm starting a new segment called Vox and Hops Metal Brewer Talks. I would like to have you be a guest on the Vox and Hops podcast. So hit me up. You can do it through all the socials as well, on Instagram, on Facebook, or just send me an email. I hope you guys have a good weekend. I hope you have a great week. And remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.